podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the UCL Fantasy first ever episode podcast. My name is Ed. I'll be your host this season. I'm here with Lewis and Dan. And in this first episode, we're going to explain the rules for UCL Fantasy for those who've never played before. If you're a Kino and you've played before, you might want to skip this episode or you might want to be reminded. Please do. Whatever happens, please like this uh, podcast, whatever platform you're listening to. Give us five stars, give us a review, that sort of thing. It really helps the algorithm as we launch. But first of all, I'm going to introduce our two hosts. So I've got, first of all, Lewis. Lewis, I followed you on Twitter, or X, sorry, formerly Twitter, uh, for a while. You're very good at the game. You've got a good knowledge of European football. Can you just tell us your last three ranks on this game? Because when you told me, I was shocked. Yeah, so I started off um, kind of as a casual just to kind of test the game out. I was getting into fantasy football and um, I finished 2K, um, my first my first attempt at it. And then I Not got bad. progressively. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, as a casual, it, I would say it's OK. But then I, I kind of wanted to research more and, and I, the more i put into it the kind of more um lewis just more, just more just just to just to rearrange things here as a casual getting 2k is very good you're gonna have to yeah, bring so down your, the people listening hearing oh, you say 2k 2k is all right come on that's very good well done you can pick yourself up here it's the first episode we won't do it again what's your second year's rank after the 2k it got better did it well yeah i mean it it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think it, it was around um, 400, and then the last last season was around 300. Okay, I got that a little bit mixed. But yeah, no, either way. Right. It, so the year yeah. this year is going to be 200. The year after 100. Say, if you don't get 200, you're a failure, Lewis. An you're going to win. Failure, yeah. you will get 200. Basically, you know what you're talking about, Dan. You also know what you're talking about. You run your own podcast as well on UCL Fantasy Football. And um, how have you done the last few seasons? I mean. It's been a couple of key decisions that have kicked you aside the last few years, yeah, or last year. Yeah, it all started off well, Ed. Um, people used to come to me for reasonably measured advice. I finished uh, a couple of years ago, 2.2K, 1.1K, all looking grand. Last year, didn't own Haaland for his five-goal hole, let alone captain him. And I Didn't even own him. Didn't even didn't own even him, own Dan. Him. What was going through yeah. your mind? Well, I've just done a spaces with Lewis and we came to the conclusion that Man City hadn't been playing that great and Leipzig had only conceded one goal in that calendar year. Right. Q. Q right. the Q of goals. I'm really glad so, yeah. I didn't listen to that podcast or space yeah. because I did I Captain think, Harland. Yeah. I think a lot of people tuned in for our live post-match reaction, though. We, we tend to try not to swear on our podcast. Uh, we had to put a little warning at the beginning of it. Yeah. to say that was going to be lots and lots of effing and jeffing for that particular yeah. podcast. Um, yeah, it wasn't a pleasant experience. But I suppose the second decision that um, did me over last year was I played football myself, missed a deadline, and had my quadruple in the defence not playing, including DeMarco, who got an assist. So those two decisions, I ended up finishing still inside the top 10K. So I finished just over 9K, which... Is fine considering the amount of players. Two and a half yeah, million people of... played it last year. That's still a pretty good top 10K. Yeah. Ultimately, you come to Lewis for advice and me for a bit of banter, I think, Ed. What'd you come <laughs> to me for? 
your lovely sounding voice and extreme oh. enthusiasm as hosting. Thanks. Um, I would say my extreme enthusiasm is matched by a better record than Dan because I've got two top yes. 1Ks in the last three years. So there you go. But thanks for that. Where did, you finish, compliment. Last year? Where did you finish last year, Ed? I don't even know. I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> I had two top 1Ks before that. This season, though, who's going to win? Me, Lewis or Dan? Uh, join our mini league, by the way. Um, you know, you can you can compete with us three. Uh, we are mere mortals, I promise you. You'll probably beat me particularly, but our league code is 49AFB3VR03. Now, if you're thinking I said that too quickly, I did, but it's okay because it's in our show notes. So look below on whatever podcast platform you're on and you can join us. And the winner of our mini league is going to win something incredible to be confirmed, uh, but it is going to be really good. So please do. It's free to join. Do join that and get involved this season. Now, Lewis, we, us three, all, all of us play Fantasy Premier League, right? It's a big game. Lots of people in the world play that. Lots of our listeners will have heard of it. Well, they definitely will have heard of it, but a lot of them will play it as well. But what do we think makes UCL Fantasy particularly stand out or be different? Why is it so good, Lewis? I think for me, one of the one of the biggest reasons is the fact that you you can manage it throughout the week. And there's a lot of games out there where you kind of set your team and you just leave it and you you know and you let it all play out whereas with um, UCL Fantasy you can kind of micromanage through the week you know you're, you're constantly having to look at stuff and do stuff and um, again it's something we'll, we'll touch upon further in the pod you know with transfers and subs and captaincy but yeah that's that was a big thing for me and I think one the other thing is because um, I watch a lot of football a lot of football um, from like Bundesliga to Serie A uh, your to, poor wife the... yeah well Luckily, she's not here half the time anyway. So perfect. Gives a piece of yeah, quiet. No, the, the dream. Peace and quiet. Keeps Lewis out of trouble. <laughs> to be fair, that is probably the reason she's never here. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> let's not ask too many questions. Carry on, this Lewis. Is, this is turning yeah. into a very different podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is going to be a topic. theme through the season. Where's Lewis's wife? But sorry, no, sorry, no, no, no. <laughs> Carry on, Lewis. Working, hopefully. But yeah, no, I think. The second, the second thing as to why I think it is the best is is because we get to pick a lot of the players that we see in other leagues. It's not just one particular league. You know, we we can we can pick the best players from say France, the best players from Portugal. You know, you you get the drift. But I think in 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 terms of that, there's there's so many reasons as to why it is the best fantasy game. And um and yeah. It's perfect. Dan, what do you think? Why, why do you like it so much? I mean, I'll just interject here. No one really wants my opinion, but I mean, I think that's it for, from Lewis. Like the, the, the ability to kind of stick or twist with your captain is something that mid game week is it's just, that's the differentiator. And we're going to talk about, by the way, all the rules. We're going to explain to you what, what the difference is really compared to FPL. But even if you don't know what FPL is, we're going to explain to you how it works, but the, the great thing I think is is like Lewis said, being able to manage it midweek. Dan, um, I like it so much because I'm better at it than other games. Uh, very selfishly, no, nice. I think Lewis and yourself have made great points, and you do see higher scores in this game, and I definitely think that gives you a little little extra rush of dopamine because the average score is generally a bit higher, so everyone's getting points from different places. So it keeps you engaged that little bit more. Um, it's also a game that is completely opposite to other fantasy games in terms of the long game. Other games suit the patient players and the stat heads. This game really suits aggression, 
It suits exciting play. You have 13 weeks worth of football to maximise the amount of points you can get. So it it just suits a different type of player as well, which I think is really nice. For, for me, the reason why I love it is because it encourages me to watch different football. So before I sort of play in this game, I just stick on the English teams. Whoever's playing English, yep, stick them on, want them to win. But it's encouraged me to be a better watcher of football. And now... Yeah, like Napoli. Napoli last season, right? Yeah, last season, a lot of people, for example, in for Napoli had Di Lorenzo, Kivasharilla, Rella, Rella, whoever his middle, you know, I'm sure one of you guys will be able to tell you. There you go. And then uh, Osimen up front, right? So, like, suddenly I'm a Napoli fan and, and that wouldn't happen <laughs> without, without this game, you know? So, yeah, exactly. Sorry, carry on, Dan. No, so that's it. I think it makes you watch other games and then appreciate other leagues, appreciate other players. Also turns you into an um, amateur scout for when your own team are linked to half of these players in the transfer window, which is really, really nice. And you get to show off to your mates. Yeah, no, it's good. There's, there's loads of reasons to play this game. I mean, we're going to go into the rules. If you're listening, oh, it would be amazing, honestly. It would be such a boost for us if we knew there were some people who'd never played the game, stumbled across our pod, listened and learned the rules. So do uh, let us know. You can follow us on Twitter at FantasyUCLPod. The only reason we haven't called ourselves at UCL Fantasy Pod is because Dan, in his original <laughs> podcast that he did with Aaron, took that handle. So we've gone for Fantasy UCL Pod. Anyway, anyway, we're all friends. We're all friends, and Aaron's here. So, um, no, let's talk about the rules. So the rules are obviously, um, you could see them both as complicated and quite simple, but let's try and make them as simple as possible. If you've played Fantasy Premier League, which you probably have, but you might not have, we're going to, at the end, kind of go, it's the same as that, but X, Y, Z. But let's just get into the rules. Lewis, before we do that, access. How do you get the game? How does it work? Go for it. Yeah, so it's really, really straightforward. There's two types of ways, actually, that you can access the game. One is, of course, through the browser, the, the website, which is um, uefa.com. You just create an account, but you can also download the app from play store or app store completely free which is called uefa gaming um, there's loads of other features on there including fantasy football articles and loads of other features so very simple app, to be honest yeah so really simple website or app it's the same as i suppose most websites and stuff and they yeah, the app actually works really well there was um, a bit of controversy around the fifa if you're listening you listen you played the fifa world cup fpl game their app their website it was all really, really bad. It didn't shambles. work. It was shambles, a shambles, right? It didn't work. You'd think FIFA would have it, have it, have it sort of sorted. But a good thing about starting UCL Fantasy this season is that the Euros are coming up next summer, and the game will be the same because it's UEFA, right? So the game format for the next the Euros will be the same as this, as it was last time, where you can change captain. All the rules are the same, so it's a good time to learn. Let's move into the into the um, into the game and into the rules. So, how does the in FPL, if you play FPL, it's called game weeks. How does how do match days work, Dan? So, for the group stage, what we're looking at obviously are six match days because there's six fixtures during that point. The match day will start on a Tuesday, and it will end after the Wednesday fixtures. Now, how this works does change when we start getting into the knockout stages, but we'll leave that. We'll park that for now. We can do another episode later on about the knockout stages. For these group stage matches, the deadline is the kickoff time for the first fixture. Now, the first fixture is often 
it's 6 p.m. You'll get two 6 p.m. fixtures on a Tuesday, two 6 p.m. fixtures on a Wednesday. And we'll talk about why there's two deadlines a little bit later, because that will come into it. But essentially, what we're looking for is all games being played per the round, which will be per the match day. That is how that works. Remember about the slightly earlier um, kickoffs for the deadlines, but gratefully, unlike FPL and team leaks and all this sort of stuff, at least you get a couple of games worth of solid, solid team information because you actually know the starting lineups yeah. and you can make changes right up until then. So just to sort of get, because I'm right, I'm going to be Mr. Simpleton here and I constantly ask you questions because essentially I can play that role really, really well because it's me. Uh, but <laughs> if if I was a listener, I'd say, well, how do you pick your squad? The squad is picked. You've got a 105 million pound budget to pick 15 players, 11 of them start, four of them on the bench. Um, then, as you said, the first game week, the first deadline is game week one at kickoff. The second deadline is game week two at kickoff. No, match day, sorry. Match day one. Match, not even match day one. I'm getting this all wrong. Match day one. Also, one. Do you get 105 million now these days from, from the get-go, Lewis? It's just 100. It's 100 and then you get 105 at the knockout said. Yeah, oh, yeah. 100 to 105. I'm so glad you two are here. You see, this is, guys, this is why we're a great team. <laughs> this is why you're here. I'm sure I picked a team the other day and it was 105 million. Maybe, I, maybe I've accessed Yeah, you probably had a, a red minus 5 million an, at the top. A, That's an active cheat code I've got going. I'll share that with you in my Patreon, guys. Um, yeah, but no, you pick a squad, essentially, like in FPL, like in all other fantasy games, and then there's each match day. Is this right, Dan? Is this a good way to put it? Each match day, there's two deadlines. Yes, so you have a transfer deadline, and then you have a squad, a second squad management or substitutes, uh, deadline. substitutes deadline. Let's or call that a substitutes deadline. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Yes, which is something that we're going to talk about a little bit later on. I think we are cool. going to talk about substitutions, but basically, just pick your team, make sure it's all set out with your transfers. We're going to talk about how many transfers you get hits, all that sort of stuff as well. Um, but you want to set up your team ready for six p.m. Every single Tuesday, that's your deadline for the group stages. You've got six bites of that cherry. But remember, you can make some in-game management effectively from as soon as the match day is over um, in terms of the Tuesday night fixtures. Rolling into Wednesday, you've got up until the first kickoff of that night. So say I've got Harry Kane for Bayern and in match day one, I've captained him. and yes. uh, Or not match day one. So match day, match day one Tuesday, I've captained him. The games yeah. end on Tuesday, but we've got Wednesday's fixtures the next day of Champions League. And I go, right, Harry Kane didn't score. He didn't do anything. I captained him. He's only got two points times two for captain. He's got four points. I'm going yes. to make a change, an in-game change here. I'm going to sub out Harry Kane for uh, anyone. Joe Linton. Joe Linton. Well, I mean, yeah, because <laughs> you could bring in a midfielder if you want. You know, uh, Isak at Newcastle, right? And I bring Isak in. And I can also not only transfer out Harry Kane, I can take the captaincy off him and change it to someone else for Wednesday, can't I? Yes, you lose the captaincy points that you've had on the player. Obviously, any player that you substitute out, you'll lose points on. But It's a stick or twist thing, isn't it? It's a stick or twist. Yeah, it's a roll of a dice, Ed. I like it. It's a roll of a dice. It's exciting. And this is why it suits aggressive players. Being able to determine when is good to stick, when is good to twist, and ultimately, it's something that you kind of only get a feel for once you start playing the game, once you start understanding how you play it with your own style. 
and then ultimately listening to this podcast all the time for us to tell you what's good to stick our twist exactly. on. And Lewis, just to bring you in, I'm going to throw something at you without having warned you. Um, if, say, Harry Kane is on a Tuesday for Bayern and he gets a goal and an assist and he's your captain and he's up front, would you keep the captaincy on him? Given, I know you're going to go, depends on the next day's fixtures, but generally speaking, just to give people an idea of what you'd stick on, a goal and an assist, unless you had like... I don't know, some mad fixture for someone the next day, you'd kind of stick on that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, per- personally, I tend to stick on nine points if there's only two captaincies in a particular match day, nine, eight, nine, ten points. So, again, you've already mentioned a goal and assist. It would be, so, like, two goal contributions for me would probably be enough. So, mm. to answer that, yes. Yeah, unless there was something outrageous like Lionel Messi was still playing for Barcelona and they were playing Gateshead or something. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Brilliant. No, thanks for that, Dan. Uh, that's 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 great. That we're starting to get a picture of the game here. This is good. Um, Lewis, how you know when you first come to pick your squad? Then we've got 100, 100 million. I've learned now, not one hundred and five. I seem to have accessed some sort of some sort of uh, cheat code there. Um, <laughs> How do you go about picking your squad? What do you do? Like, because obviously, it's obviously you can't do much at the moment because the the draws on Thursday, and we're going to be coming back in your ears uh, after that, so that we can comment a bit further. But how? What are the basic rules for picking your squad? Yeah, so they're really, really straightforward, especially if you've played other fantasy games. First, it's pretty um, essential that you create a team name, um, a very clean one, something funny, but probably has to be clean yeah um, don't make yes, it rude because they might kick you out like they do in other games that is a real thing by the way so yeah it has to be pretty much super clean so <laughs> talk yeah, experience sure. <sighs> say again dan saying is he talking from experience there you do sounds get like he dog. is sounds like he yeah. is. we'll come to <laughs> that why pain... only... yeah we'll come to that it's why you only finished there <laughs> 2K in his casual season, he was actually kicked out once they found out his team name. Can we just reiterate that Lewis finished 2K in his casual season? That was when he didn't understand the game. There we go. Crikey. Unbelievable. This We're, we're amongst Genuinely greatness. Didn't. We're amongst greatness here, guys. Go on, Lewis. Yeah, no, it's just really, really basic. So you just pick a squad of 15 players, um, two goalkeepers, five defenders, five midfielders, and three strikers. Again, just to highlight, it's 100 million pound, 100 million euros. Sorry, to start the season with, which does rise up to. Uh, maybe it million. was a maybe it was a currency translation issue for me. Uh, that was maybe, that's probably what it was. Although that would yeah. be the wrong way. That would be the wrong way, wouldn't it? <laughs> so I've got it even worse. Okay, carry on. Yeah. So just just to kind of highlight that the budget change. So the budget budget does change from 100 million to 105 million. Um, around the round of 16. There are player limitations, though, which are really important. So up to the last 16, you can only pick three players from each team. So three players from Manchester City, three players from Chelsea, and so on. But as the competition progresses into you know, the other stages, the, the quarterfinals and stuff, you are allowed uh, more players from a particular team. So, for example, in the quarterfinals, you're allowed five players semi-finals six and and so on um but yeah that's pretty much it that's great yeah thank you for that lewis it's it it can sound complicated when you first listen to all this and i think i was a bit like what but it's so simple honestly once you get it it is really really simple i just want to say as well as a little interlude before we take a quick break i want to say that we've already got gentlemen we have got i'm just search it here 
We have got 19 people already in our league. How good's that? So I'm going to call out Ben's Eleven, Big Mane, Doni, Dingo, Doff FC, Estevez UCL Fantasy, Joe Make Me Heart. Now, now, that's bordering, that's bordering on oh, the... That's uh, close. That's very oh, close. That's close. <laughs> Lamazia Marvels, Nor FC, Robot Man, Sizzlers, SK Team, Total Putaz, Tot Lico, and something in Arabic that I can't read, but you're more than welcome. Um, so yeah, no, incredible stuff. Thank you very much. We're going to take a quick, quick break and then we'll be back. So Dan, thank you for explaining the uh, rules earlier uh, regarding like how you pick your team, the match days and stuff. Ga match days, I need to get into, not game weeks, match days, match days, match days. Champions League's back, match days, more important. Um, how do... We did touch on it, but how do substitutes work? Because people can get their knickers in a twist, is the nice way of saying it, about this. Go for it. Ooh, yes. So substitutions are obviously what Lewis mentioned earlier in terms of the management within the, um, within the match day, if you like. So like other fantasy games, you pick your 15 players, but unlike other fantasy games, you actually get to bring a player in under certain circumstances. So first circumstance is that that player mustn't have already played when you try to bring them in. You can only bring that player in as a substitute between the the evening's game. So the, the game gets locked between 6pm and the final whistle of the last game on the Tuesday. The game will then reopen from that final whistle right up to 6 p.m. the following day, the Wednesday. So in that window... And 6 p.m. is in... meaning basically kickoff, yeah? Kickoff for each round. Yeah, exactly. When I say 6 p.m. UK time, um, just for people around the, around the world. Yeah. Um, so you can obviously make those substitutions. So your player mustn't have already played. Whether the player that's on the field or not played doesn't really matter too much but you can't substitute out a player that's received a red card. So if anyone gets sent off, you are stuck with them. You can change captaincy, but you can't actually take them off. And the major impact on this game is that you can't just have, well, I suppose you can if you like, but it's not optimal to have bench fodder on your bench. You want playing players. You want 15 playing yeah, players. You want two point, playing yeah. goal players. So that you constantly have two bites of a cherry. There's also other kind of tactics to take into it. So obviously you have Tuesday fixtures versus Wednesday fixtures that you don't want to overload on Wednesday fixtures unless they are particularly plumb because you want to have seen what's happened first and have the opportunity to sub some players in equally. You absolutely do not want 15 Tuesday night players because then you won't have the opportunity to make any substitutions. So these are all little things that you'll need to think about when. What's the ideal numbers? Let's come up with it. It must be a formula. What's the best amount? Is it, is it, is well, it a full starting eleven of Tuesday players with a bench full of Wednesday players? Is that ideal? It, it you could or say not. yes to that for a one-off, but obviously we'll talk about chips later. But the following week, it's likely going to reverse. So if you do, if you have, yeah, true. if you have ten and. 11 and 4, sorry. If you have 11 and 4, it means the following week you're going to have 4 and 11. And now you can make a couple of transfers. 
See, but I'm so glad I'm doing got... this. Po- I'm doing this podcast for me this season because that's the sort of thing I go, <laughs> oh, that makes sense. And then I do it. And then the second week, I'm like, oh, crikey. <laughs> I personally feel like a nine and six. And then you can make two transfers the following week to go to like an eight and seven. So you've got like a nice okay. balance. I suppose, I suppose it's it not an exact science, balance. is it? It's, it's a balance. Like no, you definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately, if you're going to use a wild card or a limitless quiet wild card or something like that, then you can make optimal players. Mm. If you're going to play a wild card the following week, you can dead end into that. If you're going to play a limitless, then obviously you can maximize the fixtures because it's just for one match day. Um, so yeah, there, there are a few options. And again, I'm sure as we go through the podcasts, myself and particularly Lewis, who you really want to listen to about this sort of stuff, will um, will come up with a few ideas on that. What was interesting last year is I think all three of us had different wildcard plans. I think all of us had different chip strategies. Yeah, and look how it ended for me. I, did, I had a poor season. I think I ended up finishing like 50k or something, which which is not... I mean, it, it, to be fair, if you're just starting, 50k is really good, but I'd had two 1k finishes and I wanted a third 1k in a row and it, I didn't get it, so really annoying, but anyway. Uh, let's go to Lewis, because Lewis, um, you can... Uh, thank you very much, Dan, that's really helpful, and we're still building up a picture here. It's like a piece of art we're doing, you know, it's never finished. Um, uh, Lewis, uh, tr- um, what am I asking you? I'm asking you how transfers work. So we've heard substitutions, they happen during a game week. So you've got the start of the game week, the end of the game week, in the middle, transfers, uh, substitutes happen. But we're, what happens with transfers, Lewis? Yep, so transfer, transfers are pretty straightforward. So the game gives you um, a certain amount of transfers to use every match day, which allows you to obviously make the changes within the squad that you, that you, that you want to make. Um, at, at the beginning, so before the group stage begins, you get unlimited transfers. So right now, managers get unlimited transfers they can change their team to whatever they want uh, change it back again yeah so in and out players um and they don't stick until the deadline so it's important to mention that the uh, the, tra- the players that you bring in you don't have to keep until the deadline so you could just play it as, as as much as you as much as you want yeah which is so, the same as other fantasy games isn't it how much does it cost if you want to make so how many free transfers do you get a week lewis is it so one? yeah it's it, it, it is important Three. It's two. So it is important to mention that it's two transfers per match day. But again, similar to the player limitations and how many players you can have in your squad of, of a certain team, um, that also kind of increases as the tournament progresses. So just just as, as an example, um, before the round of 16 second leg, you'll get three transfers. Before the quarterfinals, you'll get five. Before the quarterfinal second leg, you'll get three and, and so on. So pretty much unlimited transfers before the competition begins. And then again, unlimited transfers before the round of 16 begins. Um, so they're the two times, two periods that you get unlimited transfers. Yeah, and that's why, isn't it? A lot of people who come up with wildcard strategies usually play at some time in the group stage because you're going to get effectively a wildcard at the end of the group stage and then again at some point. So yeah. Hundred oh, percent. We don't it, need to talk about that now, well, but but that is that is that is the reason they do it, isn't it? Sorry, go yeah. on, Lewis. I interrupted you. No, it's okay. It's just one more thing I did want to mention. If someone, if a manager did want to go over the free transfers allocated, so say I had two, but I wanted to make three changes, uh, you would be deducted minus four points, so you would take a hit, and it would affect your overall rank basically. So try not to do that unless you need to. Okay. okay Something else with the transfers as well. 
is you can roll over up to one transfer. So if you don't use any no transfers next day, you can roll over one so you can get up to a maximum of three for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You can't then roll over three to become four, four to become five, etc. Equally, you can't roll over two to immediately become four. You just get an extra one. Okay, yeah. okay cool. And we've covered it a bit, uh, Dan, but captaincy... Um, essentially, you can move it, right? In the middle of the match day, um, you can say there's a match day on or Tuesday and a match day on a Wednesday. You've got two hits of the ball. I don't know what the saying is. To try and... <laughs> two bites of the cherry, two, I that's think it. That's what it's Two called. bites of the cherry. Not two, I was thinking two hits of the cherry. What does that mean? Two bites of the cherry to get a captaincy right. That'll so be someone's bite. team name when they get banned, I think. Yeah, it, it will be, yeah. You can captain, you know, Harry Kane on Tuesday and then it doesn't go well, he doesn't score, or he only scores, or he only assists, and you think, oh, do you know what? I'm going to risk it. I'm going to go for Bruno Gamarish of Newcastle on the Wednesday. By the way, if you're listening, <laughs> me and Dan are Newcastle fans, and we can't believe we're on a Champions League podcast getting to talk about Newcastle. is brilliant. So, sorry, we, we're going to have to make this not a Newcastle podcast because uh, Lewis yes. is a Chelsea fan as well, I think. Um but yeah, so no, so captaincy, basically you can move. Is that all we need to say? Is there any more on the captaincy? That's all we need to say. There's no vice captains. You just move them. The points go away if you do decide to change their own stack up. One final thing on the transfers is, um, just to jump back, is price rises. I think that's something that people are going to want to know how that works. So in other fantasy games for price rises, what will happen is people jump in, They'll start buying and selling players, and based on a percentage of the amount of players bought and sold that no one fully understands, unless you're a bit of a nerd, a player will rise or fall at about 2 a.m. every single day, providing enough transfers have been made. It can be a lot to keep up on, and this is another reason why this is the best game, Ed. This is one of my absolute favorite reasons. First of all, player price rises and falls aren't based on transfers in and transfers out. They are based on how UEFA dictate a player's performance. Now, generally, that's not actually how they play. It's how many points they get. So the more points a player gets based on their price, they will get a rise. The less points they get based on the price, they will get a fall. Um, So that is one of the reasons, again, why you actually get a higher budget for that round of 16. It goes up to 105 million, which we alluded to earlier. so, yeah, it's important. Now, these price changes only happen once, and the price changes happen at the start of every single match day. So there'll not be any price rises, obviously, for match day one because no one's played it, no one's kicked a ball. But for match day two, between match day one and match day two, when you want to make your transfers, nothing will happen. As soon as the game loads at 6 p.m. for that match day two to start, that is when any price rises or price falls will happen. This means you do not need to make panic transfers. You don't need to make early transfers. We actually recommend that you make transfers as late as possible without running the risk of crashing the game. But you've got an hour until that 6 p.m. anyway. So these are really important things to consider. And I think it makes it a much more enjoyable experience. Welcome back. Okay, Lewis, we're going to come to you now with a bit of information about chips. So chips, if you don't know what they are, I mean, you might be able to... In fact, Lewis, explain it to us. What are chips? So 
with a lot of other different fantasy games, they offer chips or boosts, which I mean, it's it says it in the name boost or chip. You know, it, it does it does kind of help you um, gain more points or. So, yeah, pretty much the game provides you with two chips um, to help players change their squads or to try and look for more points. Um, so pretty much there's two chips. One is a wild card, which allows you to make as many changes as you can, as you want to within the squad. Um, yeah, so basically you just press select, activate wild card, and once you save your, your changes, the changes come into effect. Now with a wild card... And they're free, they're free, yeah. So you can, yeah. you can literally change every player in your team, including your substitutes, for free. No point deductions. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you can change it for um, you can change it to attack um, a, a fixture swing, or you can change it because you've got loads of kind of bans or injuries. Um, but it's a, it, but it's for the kind of for the week ahead, um, pretty much. Um, in terms of the second chip, it is called Limitless, which allows you to pick your dream this squad. This is a great chip. I love this chip. Yeah, it Go is. On. It's, it is my favourite chip, and it's a chip that... This is my least favourite chip of any game week because it always goes disastrously for me. Yeah, but the potential, the potential is incredible. Lewis, explain what it is, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, so the Limitless chip, it's basically self-explanatory. Um, it allows you limitless budget, so you could have limitless budget for any given game uh, match day, uh, which is like a week a game week so if you use your limitless you can make up to as many changes as you want until the deadline similar to the wild card uh, with no budget restrictions at all but you only get one and you can only use it once um so yeah that's pretty much it but one thing one thing is worth one other thing worth mentioning is the same player restrictions apply in terms of how many players you can have from each squad it is still only free ah so it's not quite limitless then is it no, it's, it's not. It's there not. is a limit. The limit is yeah. the rules. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit when you, like when you get unlimited broadband, but you read the T's and C's, and it says actually you're already allowed to use so much. Uh, it's a bit, a bit like one of those. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but but you could thing... have sorry Dan, but you, sorry you could right. have say Harry Kane. But, uh, I, I keep thinking Messi and Ronaldo. They're both gone out of no. Champions League now. You know Lewandowski, Harry Kane, and Mbappe. Uh, if he stays, and then all the most expensive players in the game, you can have a squad worth 300 million, but that's fine for that one week, and then it goes back to what you were, yeah? Yeah, yeah. whereas the wild card, once you play that, that is your new team until either... Wait, you change it, yeah. Until, if you use it in the groups, obviously, it's until it resets for the round of 16, or if you use it in the knockouts, then it's just your team until the end. Obviously, you oh. can make transfers as normal for the following weeks to make changes, but yeah, the, the limitless is a one week only, then your team will reset and you can't roll any transfers over just as a heads up for that as well. So, so if you're using a, a chip, you're, you're not getting you're not getting three transfers the next week. So if if yeah, that's helpful, Dan. Thanks. If if you play a uh, limitless, it's essentially if you play FPL, it's like a wild, um a free hit. Right. But yes, you've got unlimited budget. Yeah. So yes, it's an unlimited budget free hit. Okay. Okay. Cool. Right. Thank you for that, Lewis. That's great. Uh, next points. So, how do people earn points? I've got my team. I've got my uh, strategy in place for wild cards and free hits, and I've done all the research. I know exactly what's going on. I've picked my team. The game week comes. Well, how do points work? Who gets what points? 
Well, I th- to explain this as simply as possible, um, first of all, I'd actually, um, I think you should give credit where credit's due, Ed. And over the years, we've obviously commended and made fun of the app and all these sorts of things as it's, as it's moved forward. One brilliant thing that they've done with the rules is they put all the points in a nice, digestible, really easy to look at box. So you can see what you get for what in a nice, simple box for all the generic things. But spoiler alert, it's the same as FPL for a lot of the points in terms of how many points a defender gets for scoring a goal, for playing, for minutes, these sorts of things. If people so, don't, what are those points? If people don't play FPL? What are those points? No, it's all right. I think I know. Five points for a goal for a midfielder. Four points for a goal for a striker. Yeah. Uh, what is it for a defender? Six points for a goal? Six, you're right. Six. Um, and then... a, clean, a clean sheet for a defender is four points. Yes. And for a goalkeeper. Scoring, um, a goalkeeper scoring is also six points. Oh, correct. That should be 10 or 20, shouldn't it? Uh, midfielder yeah. getting a clean sheet should be, is what, one extra point? Is that right? Yeah. And then what are the differences, I suppose? The question is, from that point, what are the differences for UCL Fantasy? Yeah, so there are a few major differences in terms of of how you can score points and how some of the um, the points work. So first and foremost, let's start with assists, Ed. So for the assists, I want to start with penalties. So in other games, if a player goes down, wins a penalty, they will then get three points for an assist if whoever takes the penalty scores. In this game, you do not get an assist for winning a, a penalty. You get penalty points. So you will get two points, and those two points are guaranteed, whether the taker misses or scores. Penalty points sounds like you're going to lose points, but not in this it case. Is, but not in this game. Uh, keeps you on your toes, Ed. Keeps you on your toes. So if your player goes down, wins a pen, doesn't matter whoever takes it, scores, misses, you're getting two points. However, the points stack. So let's say you have Robert Lewandowski. He goes down in the box and then takes the penalty. He will still get his two points for winning it. And then he will either lose two points for missing or he will get his four for scoring. Let's just be honest. That makes sense, right? That's just logical. Why do other games not do that? So it is great. um, But also on the flip side, conceding a penalty in this game will make you lose a point. So if your player concedes a penalty... That's a minus one. Always awful when your player concedes a penalty, gets booked for doing it, and then the opposition score and ruins your clean sheet. Uh, flashbacks of many a player that's done that to me over the years. Um, but something else in terms of assists from set pieces, free kicks. There are no assists given for winning a direct free kick if it's then scored from that direct free kick. Okay, So again, an FPL, if a player goes down, and then someone boots it into the top corner. Great, you'd get an assist. In this game, you don't. So please don't go looking for them or start um, shouting on X or anything like that. You're not going to get the points. You also don't get assists for solo goals. So we saw um, literally a couple of weeks ago, a Stupinian passed the ball three or four yards to Matoma, who then defeated the entire city of Wolverhampton before putting it into the back of the net. In that case, it's likely that although Stupinian got FPL points, he wouldn't be getting Champions League points. And who makes that decision? Who, who makes the call? 
because Brighton aren't in the Champions League. But yeah. um, who makes the call? It, it, who makes the call? UEFA, basically. Whoever the UEFA official is. I think they also use other sites like um, SofaScore, One Football App. There's a few sites that they look to see. But it, that, that, that's a bit of a subjective call, right? But we just have to. Very accept. subjective. I remember Haaland got one um, when he ran from inside his own box, pretty much. And then comparisons were made to how fast he was compared to Usain Bolt. And people were crying out for an assist to the defender. Or um, the Man City Real Madrid game last season at the Yeti had when Vinicius Jr. mucked someone off on the left hand side, when gallivanting down and people wanted Furlan Mendy to get the assist. It's not going to happen. Relax. Get over it now. That's the, That's my bit of advice. If you ever don't see an assist, is it because it was an individual goal? However, in terms of getting an extra point, you get an extra point if a player scores from outside the box. So if someone scores from a direct free kick, you get an extra point. If someone obviously just belts it from outside the box anyway, which is going to bring a whole so instead new instead of getting far if it's a midfield instead of getting five points for a goal, you'd get six if say you know uh, Foden from thirty yards smacked it top corner. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And this is where you get into a whole new level of our own personal VAR world, when someone is just having a shot right on that 18-yard box and everyone's rewinding TNT sports to say, to say was his foot in the box? Is the ball We're in the box? We're such a bunch of nerds, aren't we? <laughs> we are. We are. But we need VAR for that. Um, and lastly, the main one of the other differences is there are no bonus points in this game. Instead, to add to the chaos and the subjectivity, we have player of the match points, which is three points awarded to whoever gets player of the match in the real game, which is, again is outrageously subjective and will often cause a lot of disagreements as people are trying to guess who's got it and then somehow someone else gets it. I remember um, Villarreal's goalkeeper got it one year despite the fact that they won 4-1. So he conceded they scored four goals and he still got player of the match and no one quite understood how. But again... They are quite random, aren't they, sometimes? Nice. They are, they do... I do like the match. I mean, sometimes it's just the obvious one gets it, but it does seem slightly bizarre sometimes when you look at who got it and you think your guy's got it. You're like, yes. And then what? Who? And ultimately you find that sometimes it's just the most popular player. So Kevin De Bruyne, Kante, historically getting player of the matches. Oh, I know a lot about football. He ran a lot. We'll pick him. Mm. But speaking of players like Kante... Um, who obviously aren't in the game anymore, but there are players um, that play that similar sort of position, that defensive-minded midfield position. All players in this game have ball recoveries tracked. Now, Ed, I know you want to ask me, what constitutes a ball recovery? You won't have to ask someone else. I've still not surely, figured it out. Surely, Dan, surely you're not going to tell me that defensive midfielders are worth more in this game than in FPL and other games where they get, they get no credit. Unbelievable scene, Ed. This Buckle is up, good. Good footballers being rewarded, right, with points. Go for it. Buckle up. Every three ball recoveries, you get one point. Now, that's for all positions. Historically, you're not really going to see too many forwards get ball recoveries. Uh, you are going to see some midfielders get them, and you are going to see defenders get a lot. It also makes centre-backs a lot more viable than wing-backs. Everyone in other games tends to go for the wing-backs because they get attacking returns, but centre-backs in this game can get a lot of ball recoveries. So that comes into your thinking as well. It makes those 4.5 options really tasty. Your 5 million midfielders really tasty because you can rack up ball recoveries. We've had some heroes in this game on ball recoveries. Casemiro, uh, Joao Cancelo, 
tremendous sort of players. Joe Linton next year. Joe Linton next year. You'll get his bookings though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's um, you can get extra points from ball recoveries, which makes defensive-minded players a better option, and it helps manage your budget as well. Mate, that's absolutely so helpful. Thank you. There's probably, um, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to end there because it's been, you know, not getting near to an hour. We've tried to, our best to explain the rules to you. If you've got any questions, I'm sure we've missed stuff out. I'm sure Dan's missed something or Lewis has missed something or I've missed something. You can follow us on Twitter or X and uh, our uh, handle is Fantasy UCL Pod, and we'll put out a tweet in the next couple of days any questions you've got. And when we do our next pod, which is going to be on the draw, we will answer those questions. We'll do that every week because there's always questions, right? So is that all right, gents? I've just decided that now. Is that all right, Lewis and Dan? Perfect. Yeah, I mean, actually, no, Ed, I'm not happy about that decision at all. It's right, far too Great. And we're going to be coming back, aren't we, after the draw? So once the draw's happened, we'll be coming back into your ears because there'll be so much more to talk about. But we hope for the newbies and for the people who've played it lots, that has either been revolutionary to you, you've gone, this new game, these new rules, this is amazing, or it's been a reminder to you. So thank you very much for listening. Please follow us and DM us on at FantasyUCLPod on X, formerly Twitter. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Lewis. We'll see you next time. Podcast Network.